And good evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again on the O oh, the Pain podcast, Monday, March 7th, 2022, in the Joe Beningo O oh, the Pain podcast. Of course, of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, and by Anita Tire. So, you know, right now, with the state of the world and the state of our country right now, it's very difficult to really concentrate on the sports world. I have to tell you that. I mean, with, you know, with the gas prices ridiculously through the roof, I think it just went up this morning another 50 cents from where it was yesterday. Uh, right now in the country, certainly here in New Jersey, what a disaster. Inflation flying, the price of food off the charts, this disastrous war in the Ukraine is raging. All of that is going on. And with that said, the Major League Baseball players and the owners have a lockout going on right now that is has already wiped out at least the first couple of weeks of the regular season in Major League Baseball. And God knows how much longer that's going to go on. I mean, seriously? So here you got these millionaires, these billionaires, and I understand there's a lot of guys in MLB that aren't making you know, the absurd, ridiculous, you know, not making the money that Max Scherzer's making or Francisco Lindor's making or Giancarlo Stanton's making. I get that. I get that. You know, there's still a lot of guys, you know, guys in the minors that are struggling to get to the big, the big, uh, big game to get to the show, as they call it, you know. Uh, but I mean, really? So you have these owners and players basically arguing about hundreds of thousands, millions, and billions of dollars while inflation, gas prices, and everything, the war in the Ukraine, and everything that's going on in this country and this world is swirling around, and these guys can't settle this issue. I mean, are you serious? I mean, I don't know about you, but that ticks me. It really does. Now, and, and I got to tell you, and, and I, I'm going to be as honest as I can be here, okay? Look, baseball to me is not what it used to be, okay? I'll always be a Met fan. When the Mets are playing, I'll be watching them. Uh, I'm excited to see Scherzer as a Met. I'm excited to see Buck Showalter as the manager. No doubt about that. You know, right now I look at the Mets and I see a team that looks like they really have a shot to do some serious damage this year. At least they they better. But, I mean, you got to be disgusted with this. I mean, really? These guys can't settle this issue? How, how, how is this possible in 2022, especially looking back over the years at all the different work stoppages we've had in baseball? The 1981 uh, strike that really got it all started. Obviously, what happened in 1994 when you know the, the playoffs, the World Series were wiped out. Baseball ended on August 12th that year, you know, and, and it really needed – the uh, to get back to where it needed to be again, we needed the Mark McGuire Sammy Sosa home run race, which of course we all know now was steroid fueled. Uh, even though everybody's condemned it, it was looked at the other way by the powers that be in Major League Baseball. It was okay when that was happening, even though they knew it was happening, as long as the money was now flowing in again and people were pumped up about baseball and the Sosa McGuire home run chase. So how can these guys not get this done? How do they, seriously, how do these guys sleep in? How does Rob Manford, what a joke he is, by the way. Oh, my God. I mean, this guy, really? 
Really, Rob? Are you serious? Please. You couldn't wait to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta. What a joke that was because of this stupid voting nonsense. And that's another thing we could get into. But now you got this lockout going. You can, you're looking, you, Tony Clark, who's the head of the union, or everybody involved, the owners, the players, because a lot of this is not just owners against players. It's owners against other owners. Really, that's that's pretty much what's going on here because you got it, it always comes down to one thing. You know, they can talk about, oh, they, you know, lengthening the playoffs and, you know, talk about widening the bases. Where the hell did that come from? I mean, I, what's that all about? You know, you could talk about all these things, you know, not having infielders be able to go into the outfield. What? Um, oh, my God. Uh, you could talk about all this nonsense, all you want to do, you know, about the rule, the uh, – the extra inning rule, and whatever you want to say, okay? But it always comes down to one thing and one thing only, and that's money, and that's this luxury tax, and that's the fact that, let's be real, the owners, even though they don't say it, even though they don't use the word salary cap, okay? They don't use that word, right? This is what they really want in Major League Baseball. Isn't this really what they want? This is it? Because that's really what it comes down to a ceiling on how much money uh, players can make. And every other sport, every other major sport in this country has a salary cap. We know about the hard salary cap they have in the NFL. You know, we know about that. We know about the soft salary cap they have in the NBA, which to me, I, I don't love the way the NBA structured with that. But, you know, but there is also a, a maximum salary that you can make in the NBA. Obviously, there's a hard salary cap as well in the National Hockey League. So Major League Baseball is the only one that does not have this quote-unquote salary cap, hard salary cap, soft salary, whatever you want to call it. They have what they call a luxury tax, and that's what the bottom line of this is all about. But you tell me, how do these guys sleep at night knowing what's going on in this country, knowing how people are struggling right now in this country with the inflation, the gas prices, and all the, well, let's be honest, bullshit, that's going on right now. Really, seriously, how, how did how do you? How is this not done? How are these guys not in spring training right now? And how much longer is it going to go on? And I knew, and I said this a long, I said this a while ago. If you listen to my podcast, I said there's no way that we will see opening day March 31st this year. No way. And we're not. Obviously, we're not. That's already been determined. And I said May 1st. We see baseball around May 1st. I'm not sold on that now. We may not see it till June. We may not see, we may see the kind of year that we had in the COVID year of 2020. We may see that. A 60-game season, everybody and their brother in the playoffs. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen here with this? But really, but think about it. With all this stuff that's going on in our country, in this world right now, where baseball really, in the grand scheme of things, means absolutely nothing. I mean, uh, let's get real. Let's get real. Right now, baseball means nothing when you consider everything else that's going on in this country and going on in this world. And these guys cannot get together and get their act together and settle on their issues, which always it's all about money, okay? But how does the average guy... And look... The fans are going to come back. You know, I've heard this before. You know, we've heard this. Oh, you know, when they had the big strike and a big lockout in 1994, 
I heard guys back when I was doing radio, oh, I'm never coming back. I'm never watching another game. I'm never doing this. I'm never doing that. Come on. You know, that's that's a crock. You, you know, as soon as these games are played again, you're a Met fan, you're a Yankee fan, whatever team you're rooting for, you're going to be back there rooting for your team. But it's very, very hard to get excited about anything that's going on right now uh, in, in the sports world. You know, with the games that are being played because of what's happening in this world right now. And then when you factor in what's going on with this absurd, absolutely asinine work stoppage that's going on in baseball right now, where these guys are arguing over millions and billions. I mean, how do these guys sleep at night? They really, it really, it really, I'm sorry. It boggles my mind. And like I said, I'll be watching the Mets. I will, but. You really got to wonder, man. You really, it really, really, in the grand scheme of things, let's be real. Baseball means nothing when you consider what's going on right now. How the hell did these guys not have this thing settled? It's really, really unbelievable. All right, Joe Beningo with you here on the Older Paid Podcast. Let's get let's get some of our sponsors in here. I want to get to the whole, a couple other things I want to get to. I want to get to the, the state of the draft right now with the combines just ending in the NFL. Uh, you got free agency is going to be starting next week. I believe it's a week from tomorrow. Free agency starts in the NFL. The draft's still over a month away. So I want to get into all that. But uh, right now, first thing I want to do is I want to uh, uh, bring in one of my sponsors here, the Hackensack Brewing Company. And I want, they've been so good to me. They've been, with, they've been with me really since the beginning. And I want to thank them for all the stuff we've done. And, you know, my good buddy Mike Jones over there at the Hackensack Brewing Company. 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones, uh, located just 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. Uh, you know all about that. The tap room open from 4.30 to 10 p.m. Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 p.m. Saturday, 12 to 8 p.m. on Sundays. Go in, check them out, see Mike Jones, tell him I said hello, TJ, my son-in-law, Andre, all of those guys. And uh, we will be doing, as we've done, as you know, We've done a couple already uh, live podcasts there. We'll be doing more uh, once we get really the weather starts to really settle down. It's getting better. What a great day yesterday. I actually got to play golf yesterday. It was terrific. I actually got my first birdie of the year. That's always a good thing. Uh, played pretty well. So it's good to see golf. Looks like it's on its way to be coming back. And hopefully all the courses will be open by the end of the month here. So, But once the weather really gets, you know, settles in and it's consistently good again, uh, you know, as we get into the spring and the summer, We'll be doing another live podcast from the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company so we can do it outside. So, uh, again, I want to thank everybody over there for the great sponsor that they've been. All right, Joe Beningo with the Oda Payne Podcast. Again, Monday, uh, March the 7th of 2022. All right, how about this stuff with Kyrie Irving? I mean, this stuff continues to make me nuts. I mean, it, hasn't all the sanctions now been lifted in New York City, right? You don't need a vaccine card now to go into a restaurant anymore in Manhattan, okay? Uh, you know, they, they all the theaters are now. I'm seeing all the commercials for all the all the different shows. You know, Aladdin, The Lion King. You know, all these different uh, Broadway shows are all they're all coming back. They're all promoting that, right? All it is, you know, you don't need a mask to walk outside. You don't need a mask to go to the bathroom. I mean, whatever, whatever it is, okay. Right to breathe, as my wife said, whatever the deal may be, right? But Kyrie Irving, okay, 
and, and even Eric Adams, the new mayor in New York, even he says he wants New York to come back. New York, what did he say? New York was like a ghost town. And, you know, we want to see it come back. Uh, New York to be what it was. And on and on and on and on. But with all that said, the kids are going back. The kids are in school. In Jersey here today, uh, actually today, the kids, the masks are off today for the kids in school. How about that? Hallelujah. Oh, my God. It only took two years. But with all that said, Kyrie, he can't play in Brooklyn because he's not vaccinated. Come on. I mean, he can go into the building. Okay. You can go with, he can sit there in the stands. He can sit on a bench. He can watch, but he can't play. <laughs> My wife's laughing. What the hell is going on here? How is it that this guy can't play? In, when is, and what is, what do they call it? The private, isn't it? I think it's the private sector ban. Okay. The private sector has a ban on unvaccinated people. Really? I mean, does this make sense to you? So Kyrie Irving can walk into the Barclay Center. Kyrie Irving can sit on a bench at the Barclay Center. Kyrie Irving can use the bathroom at the Barclay Center. Kyrie Irving can sit in the stands in the Barclay Center. But Kyrie Irving can't play basketball at the Barclay Center. What the hell is that? And how much has that helped destroy the Brooklyn Nets season? Kevin Durant is finally back. Thank God he's back. Stunningly enough, he's back. He's playing. All right? And since he's come back, they haven't won a game. What are they, 0-2 since he came back? They lost yesterday to the Celtics in Boston. I think Jason Tatum went for like 54 in that game yesterday. So they lost yesterday to the Celtics in Boston, even with Kyrie playing, even with Durant playing. I believe now they're actually under 500. It doesn't look like they're going to make the top six in uh, in the Eastern Conference. They're going to have to be, you know, playing that seven to ten playing little tournament that they have now. That little gimmick that they have added to the NBA season now. All right, but I think they're probably still the favorite to somehow win the Eastern Conference in the NBA. Are they? They can't be, right? I haven't looked. I'm, I'm being funny now because I, I can that freaking be possible? I, I I don't think so. And by the way, is Ben Simmons ever going to play basketball? What's the deal with Ben Simmons? Oh, what a great trade that was for the Nets. They trade, and, I, and we know Harden wanted out. They trade Harden to Philadelphia, him and Joel Embiid are like, you know, it's like in the old days with, uh, you know, uh, with Moses Malone and Julius Irving back when they won a championship Philadelphia in 1983, or even before that, we got with Wilton Hal Greer going back into the 60s, right? So you got like the new one-two punch in Philadelphia, and Ben Simmons, is this guy ever going to play basketball again? Does this guy want to play basketball? What a disaster. I mean, really, really, really. Oh, by the way, Steve Nash finally came back. He's coaching the team again. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I mean, really. I mean, I, I, you know, maybe Jock Vaughn was better. I mean, I don't know. What a disgrace. But Kyrie can't play. Kyrie can't play. Time The, the season is dwindling away. How many games we got left? And we're, in, we're already in March, right? The playoffs are less than two months away now, six weeks away, whatever it is, the NBA playoffs. Do we ever, do, will Kyrie actually play a game at the Barclays Center this year? I mean, I say he eventually will. He should be now. But, I mean, just think how absurd the whole thing is. I, I, to me, it's just it, 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 it's absolutely ridiculous. And you know what? Kyrie has the right to refuse the vaccine. You can say whatever you want. I think Kyrie's a little out there. I think that I'm being kind saying that. You know, I've had some issues with Kyrie Irving over the years. But it's his body, and he should be able to do what the hell he wants with his body. So I, I, 
You know what? Say whatever you want. Maybe you're against that. Maybe you think I'm nuts. I don't know. But I stand here completely with him. And it's an absolute freaking joke that this guy is not playing in the Barclays Center. Unbelievable. But we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, the Nets, man, they're on the way to the NBA championship. Hello. My my former partner, Evan Roberts, he's got, he's got to be delirious with the state of his Nets, I got to tell you. All right. Joe Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. Again, uh, Monday, uh, March the 7th, 2022. Uh, I want to mention uh, my friends uh, at Beach Camera, my good buddy Isaac, another another who's been with me right from the beginning. I want to thank him for all he's done, and you know the business in Beach Camera. They've been in for Beach Cam- about Beach Camera. They've been in business. Hard for me to say anything here. They've been in business for over thirty years. They offer all the top brands: LG, Samsung, Sony. Give my good buddy Isaac a call at Beach Camera seven three two nine nine three six three eight five. Uh, you can stop in at 80 car to drive in Edison. Let him let him save you some money as well. You can use my code Joe B J O E B. 15 bucks off your order of $100 or more at beachcamera.com. So uh, so check out Beach Camera. Before I get into a little bit here on the NFL and all of that, I got to talk about uh, what we're going to be doing. We're going to be start to be doing probably next week, next Monday, we're going to start doing interviews. Uh, uh, here on the Joe Beningo Oda Payne podcast. And still to be determined who we're going to see next Monday. We're going to start breaking it down. We'll bring in some former players in. We'll bring in uh, maybe some uh, some media people will be in, play-by-play people. So we'll have a whole different array of people that we're going to start having on on a weekly basis. So we'll probably start that next Monday, and we'll start doing some interviews. So uh, hopefully people will uh, uh, enjoy that. And, uh, you know, it won't be just me now rambling on and, and all the BS that I spew. Uh, you'll actually hear BS from other people now as well. So <clears throat> we'll start doing that uh, probably next Monday. I'll let you know on the podcast coming up this Friday exactly who and what we're going to do. All right. So the NFL Combine's just ended. Uh, the uh, free agency is going to start a week from tomorrow, I believe, is the date in the NFL. Um, we all know what the situation here is with the local teams is, uh, the Jets have the fourth and 10th overall picks in the first round. They got two high picks as well in the second round of the draft. Uh, they really set up pretty nicely. The Giants are right behind them. The Giants have the fifth and seventh picks in the first round of the draft. So both of it, both of the local teams and God knows both of them need a lot of help, uh, are, uh, looking at a real good draft position. I want to say this, okay, all right? And you hear all these different things, you know, should the Jets take, you know, the pass rusher from from Oregon if he's there? Uh, should they take – I doubt the kid from Michigan is going to be there. He's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft, you know, all of that. You know, I, I, the one thing I'll say – let me say this about the draft with the Jets. I do not want this kid Hamilton to safety from Notre Dame. I'm sorry. I know everybody goes nuts. He was great at the Combine. And everybody's pumped up about him, and he's a can't miss, and he's this, and he's that, and the other thing. I want no part of a freaking safety with the fourth pick in the draft. If this guy is going to be the fourth pick in the draft, but he better be a combination of Ronnie Lott, Troy Palomulo, and Ed Reed. Like he may, he he, he better be like the greatest safety that ever played. I want no part of him. We had to deal with Jamal Adams. We know how that all played out. Yeah, he was a good player, but look, he didn't last here too long. 
right? He's he's gone. How about when they drafted the guy out of Louisville, Calvin Pryor, a couple of years ago as a safety in the first round? Do you really want a safety in the first round? And I'll tell you this. I would be all, all for the Jets taking two offensive linemen with the fourth and tenth pick in the draft. I would. If one of these big offensive linemen is there, and, and somebody, look, the two you got the two big pass rushes, as I mentioned, the kid from Michigan and the kid from Oregon, all right? They're sitting there, all right? You got the two big offensive tackles, the kid from North Carolina State, who may wind up going number one, and the kid from Alabama. What's his name? Neil, the kid from Alabama. So those are the those four guys, one of them is going to be sitting there for the Jets. And I'll say this, I'm good with any of those four. You, If the Jets take one of those four guys with the fourth pick in the draft, either of the two pass rushes, either of the two offensive tackles, I'm good to go. Let's go. I'm, I'm in. And I'll tell you what I would do with the 10th pick in the draft. If he's there, I don't even know if this guy's going to be there. But I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. The Giants may jump, may wind up, they don't, they don't have to jump ahead. The, the Giants may wind up taking this guy before the Jets do. But I would take this kid with the 10th pick in the draft, Tyler Lederbaum, the center from Iowa. I would jump on him. I would take him. If, you, if they took an offensive tackle with the fourth pick and they took the center with the 10th pick, I would be thrilled. And you say, oh, my God, what are you, nuts? They, oh, yeah, come on. Just remember this, Jet fans. It wasn't that long ago. Remember the first round a couple of years ago? I forget the exact year of the draft that it was. 05? Was it the 05 draft? Something like that, right? It was a draft when Vince Young was in the draft and Reggie Bush was in the draft and Matt Leiner was in the draft. All these guys were in the draft. And I remember as a Jet fan, I actually wanted Reggie Bush. I, I wanted him. Oh, this guy, you know, he's going to be unbelievable. Heisman Trophy winner, even though I had to give it back with a joke. Out of USC, okay? All of that, okay? And what did the Jets do? With the fourth pick in the draft, they took an offensive tackle from Virginia by the name of the Brickishaw Ferguson. And with their second, they had two number ones that year. With a, the second number one, which was a low number one, I think it was like 30 or whatever it was, they took Mick, Nick Mangold. That turned out to be the center. That turned out to be one of the best drafts the Jets ever had. The Brickishaw Ferguson played 10 years with the Jets, not only did he not ever miss a game, he never missed a down at left tackle. A freaking down. And with the way guys get injured now, you know, how about Makai Becton? All right. Okay. He comes to mind. All right. Even the guys this year, right? How many guys are constantly hurt for the Jets this year, right? Corey Davis, right? Uh, Elijah Moore, he missed like the f- last five or six games of the season, right? C.J. Mosley, who basically missed two years. He missed the entire first year. Not that he was, a, you know, obviously he was a free agent signing. It really wasn't that great a signing either. It only took him three years to actually finally play for the Jets. But I'd be good with that. That's one of the best drafts they ever had. Let's really build up this offensive line. I know the defense needs help. We all know that. The defense is a disaster. But to me, a lot of the defense is coaching. And you do have the guy Lawson coming back. We'll see what he turns out to be, the big free agent uh, signing last year from Cincinnati who missed the entire year with an injury in training camp. Let's build this offensive line. The offensive line is pretty good already. They got Vera Tucker, you know, that they drafted last year. He looks like the real deal at guard. You got George Fant, who actually had a terrific year at left tackle, 
They should re-sign Morgan Moses. They should. They should re-sign the guy they got from Kansas City, Devontae Tardif, however you say his name. I never say his name right. They should re-sign him too. They really should. But how about Bill? If they drafted, if they wound up with one of these offensive tackles and the kids the center from Iowa with their fourth and tenth pick in the draft, I would be doing a dance. Let's have an unbelievable offensive line. Wouldn't that be nice to see? That would be. And you can go get your wide receiver with the an early pick in the second round, you know, whatever. But if I, I like I said, the Jets are guaranteed with the fourth pick in the draft to either get one of those two offensive tackles or one of those two uh, pass rushes. They're going to be one of them is going to be sitting there. I'm good with any one of those guys. And then with the tenth pick, I would take the center from from Iowa. But that's me. We'll see what they do. I don't have a lot of confidence in Joe Douglas. His first draft is, is shaping up to be a disaster. Who knows when Becton's ever going to play the Denzel Mims pick? Oh my God, that he traded back to get, and that's another thing. Don't be trading any of these. I don't. I don't. No, 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 no. You got these two high picks in the first round. You got these two high picks in the second round. Pick them. It's all about the draft. You only become a big time team. You have to do it through the freaking draft. You know, you want to pick up a guy. I wouldn't spend a lot of money in free agency. You want to sign one of the, a, 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 a tight end in free agency? Okay, fine. How about signing our own guys? How about bringing Braxton Barrios back? You know they're not doing that. They're going to lose him. They're going to lose him. Over, pay him like a slot receiver. This guy's only getting better. He's a winning player. He's going to wind up in New England. He's going to wind up, now I'm hearing about him maybe winding up in Buffalo. And all he's going to do is come back and haunt us for years because Joe Douglas, ah, oh, yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to pay him like a slot receiver. You got all his goddamn money under the cap. Use it for your own guys. Use it on Morgan Moses. Use it on the guy they traded for, the, the guard from Kansas City. I'm not even going to say his name anymore because I always get it wrong. <laughs> Excuse me. Use it on Barrios. Stop overpaying for guys from other teams. And I know Douglas wasn't the guy that signed the Le'Veon Bell, but how about a bigger disaster was that? Even the Mosley signing. How bad was that? He plays one game the first year. He gets hurt in the first game. He played a little bit of that Patriot game, the ghost game after that with Sam Donald, and we didn't see him on the whole year. His second year, he didn't play because of the COVID. And last year, yeah, he played. He was all right. He wasn't as good as, the, as, he, as he was getting credit for being. Why? Because he made a lot of tackles, eight or nine yards downfield. Great. Was he an impact defensive player? Was he causing turnovers? Was he intercepting passes? Was he sacking the quarterback? No. No. And no. I'm tired of the free agent signings. Trumaine Johnson, how good was that? How, how'd that work out? Even this Corey Davis, he's okay. Dropped some passes, had a big fumble in the game against Buffalo, and then wound up getting hurt and not playing the last eight games of the year. What a surprise. Sign your own freaking guys. Don't be trading any draft picks. I even heard something, well, geez, maybe you trade a draft pick for an established player. I heard Calvin Ridley. Give me a break. Calvin Ridley? What, what are you kidding me? I don't want any part of him. He was never that good to begin with. I, I don't want Calvin Ridley. I've heard that name mentioned. Sign Berrios, will you please? But they won't because they're the Jets, and that's why they haven't been to a, to a Super Bowl in now 53 years. All right? I'm just, I'm, I'm really delirious. I really am. But that's what I would do in the draft. That's me. 
but what do I know? I know nothing. I'm just, I'm just some idiot former talk show host and just some dumb uh, podcaster. That's all I am. You know, Jets have been crap for 53 freaking years, but they know what they're doing over there. They know, they know. Joe Douglas knows me. You got confidence in Joe Douglas? You got confidence in Robert Sala? Do you? I don't. <laughs> why should I? Why should I? Tell me why. And last year's draft was pretty good. You know, we'll see what Zach Wilson turns out to be. Obviously, the, the jury's still out on him. You know, Michael Carter looked good. Elijah Moore looked great if he would play. He didn't play the last five, six games of the year. What a surprise. Great. Oh, he looks great. Terrific, is it? But uh, he's not going to play the last five games of the year. Oh, great. How many times have we seen that happen? Unbelievable. What can I say? Before I go, also, my friends at Anita Tire, uh, I, I want to thank them for everything they've done. My good buddy, Ari, over there. Of course, my son, Johnny. Uh, check them out. They've done a, a tremendous job. That They've done a tremendous job. I want to thank them uh, for everything they've done. Thank you so much for Anita Tire and um, everything they've done. Like I said, go over. They're in Rivervale, New Jersey. They're in Westwood Avenue. Go see Johnny. Go see Ari. They will take care of you. So thank you, everybody. I, I really appreciate everybody listening. Um, we're back, like I said. Uh, stay tuned because starting a week from today, we're going to be doing interviews. We're going to be lining up. I'll let you know Friday exactly who we're going to have on the show, who we're going to have on the podcast, and we're going to. Look at, it'll be a whole bunch of of different people that we'll be uh, interviewing from the sports world. So check it out again. Want to thank everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the, to the podcast and have a great week. We'll talk to you on Friday. And as I say to everybody, as I say goodbye, all the love.